0: hey everybody welcome and so glad you could take a couple of minutes and spend with me today hopefully this content right here will open your eyes in just one more direction regarding landscaping and how to make it turn out nice today i would like to delve into the why and the hows and the type and use of vertical elements in a residential landscape what purpose do they serve? what are they made from? how can we install them in our own landscapes? and when to turn to the pros to make it turn out just how you want it. i see questions surrounding this topic a lot online and i mean a lot. many of the questions involve privacy, some questions for shade and others are just for aesthetic interests about like what could i do with this particular area? well today we will look at a few forms and fashions here, right? right here today. so without further delay, hey maestro, let's open this episode up please hey everybody i'm matt and you can call me coach every week i bring to you landscape tips and tricks design concepts and theories in an easy to understand format so you can tackle projects yourself get the results you want be more self-reliant and save a lot of money in the process you know after a 20 plus year career as a successful self-employed landscape designer contractor and educated in college with ornamental horticulture and a lot of experience in retail management of nursery industry i bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience that i want to share and impart with you the modern educated self-reliant homeowner of today i think one of the prettiest things you can have uh, in a backyard or a front yard and many of you have seen it i think a backyard with a beautiful manicured edged well-fed and healthy turf lawn is a thing of beauty especially for me only now if the sprinklers are going in the early morning or early evening but i also think if that is all the landscape is made up of it is kind of visually challenging after a few minutes of looking at it it's almost kind of boring with a flat surface like that perhaps you feel the same way drop a comment and let me know so enter the element of verticality in the landscape. what do you think of when you picture this terminology? most folks will think of trees and not much more beyond that until you get your eyes open just a little bit further. you know as a designer i think of a few aspects. number one would be the hardscape that already exists even in brand new homes. can you tell me one? how about the house itself? the fence that encloses your yard if you have one or maybe back in the corner back there you got a tough shed on order and it's going to be placed next week and so that's another vertical element that is sitting out there in the yard. there's also in an existing landscape vertical elements that can be trees, arbors, trellises, freestanding vertical fountains, shade structures, anything basically that rises from the flat earth and stretches towards the sky. period enough said. so let's take a look at shade structures. many many years ago these have uh, these came on the scene and became quite popular i would say over the last 30 plus years and most of them are a aluminum, thin aluminum, some of them are foam filled inside to reduce any sort of Tink, tink, tink noise that you would get but uh, they are wood grain aluminum structures and you probably have seen them or you even have one that provide either a solid roofing cover or maybe a slatted lattice look that breaks the sun up usually used for covering the main patios or a sitting area or maybe something over a, a hot tub area anything that is basically an outdoor living area these are in contrast to the natural wood pergolas and arbors and patio covers that contractors and homeowners have built for many many generations. you know these, these natural wood ones even date back hundreds of years to us in the united states the native american days in the blistering heat of the southwest deserts they they built shade structures out of mesquite wood just to escape the the 115 degree days where they could actually try and cook and live and sleep underneath something like that these structures both metallic and wood can be fairly simplistic or in some over-the-top cases very elaborate and fancy. some are so advanced now if you look under a solara brand i mean they have i put in a couple of these or i had a couple of these put in i should say. Uh, they're so advanced now that they can they can be pre-programmed electronically and automatically track the sun to the slats can open and close in accordance to like a a pre-programmed input or if it starts to rain they have a rain sensor on them they automatically close down and basically the sun gets buffered all the way from early morning through midday and into the evening so your covered patio area gets just the right amount of sun that you want in there so you can grow some nice shady container gardens or whatever that you want to grace your outdoor patio with so shade structures nice vertical element out there some can be kind of pricey but well worth the investment to create a comfortable area. hey let's shift gears a second, let's talk about uh, walkway arbors. now some of these i had created and i built for my place at weed patch ranch. created in some cases is just kind of a standalone element or used to support climbing and flowering vines like climbing roses or a jasmine of some kind, clematis or trumpet vine. these structures kind of span a walkway and offer a landscape to walk under and through for a different visual and and intimate setting shall we say you know you can also incorporate low voltage lighting and do down lights and hang them from the the top of the arbor for a real dramatic effect at night and some safe navigation and security out there in the backyard after dark like i said i had these at weed patch ranch one was an arbor that kind of graced the entrance to the vegetable garden area and others were located on the east side of the house and they offered uh, they offered basically standalone but i tried to get some uh, climbing roses started before we left and it kind of helped break up the view the neighbors had along with some evergreen evergreen arbor vitae that i had in there. i built them from good quality douglas fir at the time. Uh, there was four by sixes for the vertical struts on them and then uh, four by fours and other things up on top. i think i had two by eights as far as the cross pieces on them. And then i stained them a dark color that kind of contrasted with the earth tone concrete and uh, they looked really really nice and you could you could walk underneath them day or night and it was just a different element different visual element that went along with that area so how about living vertical elements and these you can all kind of guess about you know, they generally come in the form of uh, trees and evergreen screens a standalone spaced out smashed together anything that basically is going to grow upright in your landscape and be able to perform some kind of a function. they can be strategically placed to offer like a windbreak, a privacy screen, maybe a snow break, a large focal point. you know like you get back east some of the big huge maples like october glory and things like that. oh my god a focal point in a big huge yard? quite a Quite spectacular come about October, and you can use them for uh, to soften hardscape features like you know sound walls, or privacy issues like prying eyes from the grade school behind you, or the neighbors in the two-story house, or even soften the look and sound a little bit of a busy street that you might have out back or out front. Screening plants are usually an evergreen to attain you know a 12-month usage, and so the whole screen area wouldn't be wide open in the winter which would kind of defeat the whole purpose. i like using screening plants that will not need shearing all the time to maintain a neat appearance. plants like arborvitae and some junipers like blue point or skyrocket, there are some hollies out there, those come to mind right away. others surround a little more maintenance schedule and if you keep them at a height that gives you your privacy without you having to nearly kill yourself unsafe like up on a tall ladder, maybe things like australian brush cherry, the eugenia, serviceberry, some viburnums, privets, even italian cypress. they're they're good to a point but they can get so damn big they're almost impossible to take care of unless you top them and, and keep them at what i would think to be a safe level at 15 feet or less but some people we have seen, we have seen them. check out the other videos that i have as far as maintenance, <laughs> vertical maintenance. oh my god. hey, lastly, there's uh, ambiance vertical elements. you know, the surround, the use of vertical water features, even pole-lit tiki torches, shade sails, blowing flags, statuary, standalone play structures, and even tall vegetable trellises for in and around the, the vegetable garden boxes for summer growth and that eventual harvest that we all wait for come the growing season. i think these elements in the landscape create a literally a visual interest to the viewer and take the eye up and then down and then all around to make the landscape an appealing and functional look to the viewer. if you use the mother nature's forest as an example man she uses mountains and trees and meadows and waterfalls and cliffs and then puts all the understory structure underneath it to create that beautiful interest we drive sometimes hundreds of miles or days to go take a look at in our parks in our our mountain ranges or some of you lucky folks that actually get to live out there all the time so when you start thinking about a landscape makeover or a new landscape installation make sure that you consider the need for verticality this element starts out in your mind it really does when you start to close your eyes and think about what you'd like to have then goes to maybe paper and a planning stage and eventually a reality think of what the element will perform for you if it is a living vertical element like trees and screens and that kind of stuff always consider placement spacing and eventual mature size and maintenance that may go along with that selection remember the three r's i spoke to in a video and you can check out that video if you are building a vertical element like an arbor or a patio cover know your skill level ahead of time and the overall construction process in order to have a professional look and a professional result consider color matching to your surroundings or a nice color contrast to your dwelling or your flat work like your concrete and the theme of the surroundings that you're creating in your mind and bringing to life out there in the yard. in the end vertical elements are really a necessity in the landscape to spark visual interest and completeness. remember back in the beginning here we talked about a beautifully well manicured turf lawn, it is a fantastic element in the landscape but it is only one element and not make it complete. a lot of times in new homes you'll find that some builders give you a a turf front yard and it's all nice you know the the dirt and dust is covered up and things are starting to green that's nice but it's also kind of boring well you know something guys that is what i have for you today you know i really ask you to consider subscribing and check some of the other uh, podcasts and videos over on the channel that i have for you drop a comment become involved in the arch coach crew i would really appreciate it and we can make this podcast and the youtube channel grow i have enjoyed bringing this little part to you. i hope maybe you hadn't thought about it too much but uh, now that we really have delved into it a little bit it becomes a real necessity when you start to plan out that yard. hey i will catch you next week. this is coach saying take care and thanks for joining me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yard Coach. Check out the original videos on YouTube at Yard Coach or email Matt at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And hey, did you get your free 15-step landscaping project checklist? Check out the podcast description below for the link to your free PDF as well as the YouTube channel for more great information for the DIYer in you. See you next week.